This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello again, it's Ellie Zeiler. Welcome back to another episode of All Be Your Sister, a weekly podcast where I give you all the sisterly advice that you'll ever need. Today, I'm welcoming back my most special guest in my life and on this podcast for a big audience Q&A episode. We're welcoming back the woman, the myth, the legend, my mom, Sarah Zeiler. Yay! Yeah! Woo! Hi! Welcome back! She's back! That's for Sarah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, like at the end of this episode, but this is actually the 12th and last episode of the first season of my podcast, I'll Be Your Sister. So I figured for this last episode, I would bring on my mom so she can talk about advice and really is the woman that gave me every single piece of advice that I've shared on this podcast the whole season. So I thought we could listen and talk to her and ask her questions directly on this episode. This morning on my Instagram story, I actually did a Q&A and asked you guys to ask questions to my mom and I and about our relationship and everything that goes into it. And you guys had so many questions for my mom and I to answer. So I figured we would answer them in this episode. All right, I'm opening my phone and looking at all of these questions and let's choose which one. I really loved this question and I think that it's a really great one to start off with because obviously you see people on the internet and you see their family and their friends and all these different things and you make assumptions of how they grew up and what their life has always been like, but that is usually not really the case as we know from judging people and the judgment episode that I made on this podcast. And I wanted to ask the first question to my mom, Sarah Zeiler, is someone asked, we want to know your mother as a person. Who is she in general? Hmm. I know. (laughs) No, it's so interesting because we got such a wide variety of questions from like, who is she to um, like, what's her skincare routine to what's your relationship like? And how do you guys, you know, how do you guys stay close? And have you ever gone through issues? So this is really fun. And I think that you chose a really good question to start it off. And what you just said to sort of um, set the tone or just like, tee it up um, is really important. And it's something that I think I learned so long ago from my dad. I remember growing up and I'll kind of tie this into my background, but um, I grew up really, I mean, we really, really did struggle. I am an only child. My parents had me and were, I think, pretty happy at the time. And then they got divorced when I was really young, like four. I stayed with my mom and a couple of years after 
they split up. My mom got really into drinking and taking drugs, and it's been that way ever since. So um, I ended up going to live with my dad at a young age. And my dad, um, I have to say, like, he taught me everything about people. He was just this really, it's going to make me cry. Um, I'm so much like him, and you and I have such a like dreamy, like updated and improved relationship because, um, you know, we're obviously two women, but I learned so much from him. And he like also really struggled just like off and on financially. And he had his own kind of demons to battle. But I just remember, um, you know, moving, I, I went to live with my dad and my dad immediately became a mom and a dad to me. And he just had like this EQ sense of understanding people that was just beyond anyone I ever met and he taught me and I think it's it's really helped me as your mom and helped me help you and your brothers to understand that what you see is not what is usually the case and judging people by what you think that they look like or what it appears that they come from or their background is usually like pretty unfair and you should never really make assumptions about people until you get to know them and they actually have a chance to tell you their story. That's so true. And I think like bringing that as an example, maybe to us, I think that it can come off on the internet that like not only do we have it figured out, but maybe that like you and Papa have always been like financially stable and we're like raised to be great parents and things like that, which is just completely not the case Uh -uh. at all. And the fact that like you guys have been able to overcome that and like ultimately have great relationships with Ben, Will and I is... We always say that like what your dad and I have accomplished is like probably multiple generations ahead from like what we ever even thought we could do um, because we both grew up with really troubled childhoods, parents with addiction, no money, lots of stress, lots of highs, mostly lows. Um, I think your dad had it worse. I had at least um, a little more stability and I grew up in, in kind of a um, established community, but I was always kind of a misfit. But anyway, so um, I grew up, you know, with a lot of struggles, grew up, started working really, really young. I always like, I did not have a lot that came to me easily. And this is a hard thing to talk about, by the way. But so let's get back to what you just said, which is like, people look at you and they look at us and they think that like, we come from just this like privileged background and because of what we have now that we must have always had it. And it's just really not the case. I think for you in particular, because of the way like you portray yourself and the way you dress and the things that you like and the stuff that you've earned most recently, like through working and making money on your own, it just looks as though like we've always had it. And people have made that assumption about me, maybe just because of how I look or because of how I present myself, that like I must have come from just this like really cush, well-raised background, parents, family, and all of it, and I just didn't. So it's hard to be asked this question, like who is she really? Because this could take me days and days to think about. (laughs) It's also strange to like put it in a nutshell. Yeah, but I think you've done a great job that like just the overall is that you came from a really hard background and maybe you can talk about how you not only started working, but kind of learned everything in your career. As I've mentioned in the last episode, my mom is my manager and 
seriously one of like the smartest people I know, not only in business, but also life. So how did you kind of overcome that and like being down under to now being where you are now? I have to say that I've learned two things. First of all, I've learned from other people. I've learned from mentors. I think it's extremely important to, my dad always had the saying and it wasn't very um, smooth and you know what it is and I'll try and like buffer it a little bit. He used to say a few things. Most of all, what it connected to was like surrounding yourself with people who you think are better than you, whether it be in education or family values or morals or in general, people who just like people that you can learn from and admire and also elevate yourself to. And I really remember that being my approach when I grew up. And so here I was this girl who had this like super broken family background. I had a lot of heartbreak from, you know, having a mom that abandoned me. Um, My dad, like I said, had his ups and downs. I lost him at a really young age. He'd had a, he passed away suddenly when he was 51. I was 22. I'm so grateful that I got into my young adulthood before I lost him. He was kind of, he was pretty unhealthy and so I'm, I'm actually grateful I had that much time with him. He always taught me to really almost fake it till you make it and be around people that were better and that you could learn from and that lifted you up and that you weren't really sinking down to their level. And he used to yeah. say, like, there's no glory in being king of the shit pile. (laughs) That was how he said it. (laughs) And I really think that that's helped me raise you guys. It's helped me in life. And I've always tried to be around people and align myself with friends that I feel like I could step up to their level instead of sink. Yeah, absolutely. The other part of that, that I think has helped me is I've made a ton of mistakes. I've made countless, endless millions of mistakes and done a lot of things the hard way. And your dad and I have always said that like every single thing we've done that has hurt us, hurt each other, made mistakes, caused stress. We always just try to look at the bright side and and that is everything we've learned we can teach you and your brothers and give you all of these gifts. We're just not afraid to teach you as much as we possibly know. I think that's like the two things that have helped me is just like the company I've kept throughout my life and also learning from my mistakes. And, you know, once I get past judging myself for my mistakes, I typically try to analyze them. I'm a very deep thinker, as you know, and I just like take the lesson learned and look at the bright side, which is that now I know. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger. Where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another question that we got asked quite a few times was, have you ever had any major rifts in your relationship or have you guys always gotten along really well? Reading this question and kind of before we talk on this podcast and talk to you guys, we like talk through the questions and things like that. And I feel like my mom and I's relationship has grown a lot, even from the age, like, I feel like we were close and relationships go in waves in general, but also like a mother-daughter relationship can be super, super special and really complicated. And I think that like I went through a time, especially in my like teenage years when I was like, I feel like 14 to 16 where I was really selfish and it was really hard for me to be close with my mom and fully open up like with who I was. I mean, obviously no one knows who they are completely, but like share that with a person, really open up with my mom. And to answer the direct question, we have, in my opinion, we haven't had like this great relationship that we show on TikTok all the Mm -hmm. time, you know? No, I agree. Like before, like if you were to ask me a year ago, if like you like vlogging on TikTok, like maybe that would have bothered me on the trip, but now it like doesn't, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? First of all, being a mother like comes with the most insecurity of any role like a woman could ever play. I think that you, for some reason, like your heart is in the hands of your children and you wanna do it right so badly. And then like you still, but you have your own life, your own needs, your own feelings, your own thoughts, all of it. And like, all you want is to make sure your kids are gonna be okay. I think that the one thing I remember feeling, and I remember even writing it down when I like had a journal, Back when I had time to write in a journal, but when I was pregnant with you, um, and you know, you're our firstborn, so I had a lot of time to think about it when I was pregnant with you. I remember like writing a note to myself to try really hard to remember what it felt like to be a teenager and to be a young girl because I grew up with a man raising me and I did have a stepmom for many years of my teen years, but she was extremely insensitive to my feelings and like lacked pretty much all empathy. She tried at times, but like a lot of times I felt really dismissed and I felt really judged and misunderstood. And I think that that's common. I think that happens a lot in in households, but I just remember being like, it's really hard being a teenager. And when you're a teenager, you're really insecure. You feel like everybody's looking at you. You feel like people are thinking about you. You don't know who you are. One day you want to be a little kid and the next day you want to be grown up. And There's just so much that comes with it and it's so exhausting to be a kid. I just remember always wanting to try to understand that part. And I think that came with like learning how to give you space. It came with learning how to kind of take a lot of crap from you at times and like get you like let you be selfish. I don't think there's anything unnatural or unnormal about being a selfish teenager. It's the time in your life where you are the most selfish. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like something that maybe might help girls my age that might not be getting along with their moms right now. Like, obviously, it's like, I'm so grateful that I have you that had that insight, but I'm sure not every woman does and mom does have that, like, 
insight and can like self-reflect. Back to the question when someone was like, did you ever go through a time where like you guys weren't as close? And obviously we've gone through like a bunch of different things together, but something that really stuck out to me that I remember and like try to bring with me every single day is I remember when I was going through those years of like really being in like deep puberty times, like growing up being a teenager, I remember like realizing that I was so selfish. And specifically, I remember this one time you called me or maybe I like got in the car after school or something like that. And you were like, like, how are your friends? How was your day? How was that boy asking me all these questions about myself? And I like answered them all and then went quiet. And we like kind of got into a fight. But like, ultimately, the moral of the story is that you had to explain to me, you're like, I am a person too and like although I'm your mom and you see me as like this big figure in your life I'm also a human being and like have my own friends and have my own relationship even it's with like your father it's like still a relationship you go through shit every day too and so when I realized that and realized that like you are a human being as well, which seems so obvious, like of course our parents are human beings. You're the ones keeping us accountable. And so we also think that like you're the ones that have everything figured out at all times. And like you, like we don't need to check on you because maybe you're good all the time because we think that at least I always thought that like you guys had it figured out. And like hearing that different perspective really helped me and hopefully will help some of you guys listening that like, like sometimes our parents need to be like, how are your friends doing? Or like, how was your day? Or like, how are you feeling about this? Sometimes I'll wake up and I'll like text my mom, like, are you like, how, how are you feeling about today? Because she asks me, which is like, I think the moral of the story is my mom really like shifted my mindset in the sense that she was like, we are in a relationship. Like we are in like this mother daughter relationship, but we're also friends. And like, like you're my best friend. Um, And I think like, shifting that mindset to being like she is also a human being going through things just like I am and like showing the respect of asking and like reciprocating the questions back is how we kind of got out of that bad time in my mindset. It's funny. I mean, it's interesting to hear. It's always funny to me. It's not funny, but you know, it is what it is. Like kids remember things that parents don't. And I think it's only natural, like kids naturally think of things like the negative, remember the negative and the hard things. And I don't like remember, like it's my job as your mom. I like paint everything with a beautiful brush. Like once it's behind us, I don't like look back and think about anything hard, but I also know that I haven't always made it easy. Like I'm a really intense person. I think you're a deep person, but I think I have a pretty intense personality. And I think I've had really high expectations of you at times. And that hasn't always been like the right timing or, or fair, but I feel bad when I lose my temper or my cool, or I get overly like emotional or revved up about something, or I, I, you know, yell something. But I also like never seem to regret when I try to teach you how to think more like a grown person and how to like Mm -hmm. treat the people that you love the most because um, it's something that I think is really lost in a lot of parent-child relationships and even like sibling relationships too, which is a whole other topic and episode. But like I try to teach you and your brothers how to like really respect and 
accept and admire each other for your own unique personalities and approach to life. Totally. Going back, like this question is hard to answer because like as my mom and I are sitting on this podcast together, we just had like a great trip together and we're in a good spot in our relationship. It's hard to go back and like maybe admit things that have happened. But as a listener, I just want you to remember that like, first of all, you get through things like with your parents and relationships, like looking back on little things, there have been times like I have lied about like my grades when I was like younger and like we used to get into fights with that. Like I was a big liar uh, growing up. And so we would like get into trouble with that or like. No, you would like lie about certain situations with things like you would just leave out details. And that's what I. Yeah. Okay. I was getting there. I I went through a phase of like not telling my mom the full story of things that happened, especially with friends growing up. And like, I had these two best friends growing up that told their mom every detail about every story. We don't need to get into details about all of those things, but I'm just saying that like reflecting back onto it might put like a positive spin on all Mm -hmm. these things, but every mother, daughter, every father, daughter, son, like any relationship goes through ups and downs and something that got me through um, one of like the big downs maybe in our relationship in my life, I'm only 18 and so there haven't been so many, was really recognizing that um, my mom and I are in an equal relationship and that she's a human being too and that no one's got it figured out. Facts. I think that's good. We don't need to dive into like, you know. Mm All right, next question is, which I thought was a really great question, was what was your reaction, mom, to Ellie blowing up on social media and how did you take it? Oh. Do you remember a specific and then yeah, maybe you have like let me, an let me let now. me take us back. Okay. It was like almost three full years ago, right? In March. I just remember some specifics about TikTok. I remember we had been on a family vacation in February of 2020. And I had been like bagging on TikTok and was like, it's not good. Like no more. I don't want you watching all these random videos. Like you already watched YouTube and Snap. you're on Snapchat and Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just like typical mom trying to like control your time and what you saw and all that stuff. And it was so stupid of me because you guys found your way around every thing, right? You could get like hack anything. So I was like, you're getting screen time and like no TikTok. It's a, it's dumb. So then we went on vacation. And I remember you made some TikToks and it was like in a bathing suit. And I was like, what are you doing? Like you didn't post them. I just like saw them on your phone when I was snooping and I was like so mad I like totally lost my mind and you were like oh my god like I didn't even post it and so that was kind of it I like terrified you to go on TikTok and then um we went into quarantine and we were all hanging out at our friend's house not knowing we were all supposed to be social distancing yet and you were like we're gonna make some TikToks with like this group of kids that family friends and I was like yeah I don't care like whatever I don't care do whatever you want and you posted and then it kind of lit on fire from there I didn't really understand but do you remember that one time by any chance when um, I woke up and like ev- like so many verified people had followed me and you were like recording me. Yeah, I think you, you had like gotten like a million or two minutes. Something crazy happened and I woke you up and I was like, Ellie, and I like recorded you, which is sort of kind of unlike 
me to even think to do. I was just so like, oh my God. And you freaked out and we freaked out. And then it became like this a kind of addicting thing where we were just like watching it every day and watching the views and watching the followers and like getting so wrapped up in it. And then, you know, it really just took off from there. It's the kind of thing that like, I felt like the timing was pretty good. I think I had like been pretty protective with social media and what you and your brothers posted leading up to that point. I had like all these rules, like no posting in bikinis and no posting duck lips and no posting like random things because I just was like, and so I was like really protective, but I felt like the time was right. And I was so close to you because we were stuck in the house and then it just went from there. But so I think the question was more like, how did I feel? I think at first it was exciting because it felt really like easy and just fun and innocent. And then it started to turn into a lot of fear and it was pretty scary and it was stressful and it felt really like isolating. I was worried about your mental health and kind of the impact. And I think that if I really like looked at a timeline of what we've gone through from then until now, I think we went through a lot of really difficult phases. I think we went through some really strained times in our relationship. I think it really brought a lot of tension to our family. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that a lot of people who might see someone blow up on TikTok, you don't even know, like you don't even think about how that can affect the background of like the family. We're even seeing like us or like Alex's mom or like things like that, where it really put a weird like strain on everyone. It does. Well, yeah, I mean, we were with another influencer on this Dubai trip who is blowing up right now. And she's the talk of the internet. And I asked her mom how she was doing, but also how her siblings were doing. And, you know, her sibling who's close to her age, you know, she said that like, it's tricky because she's got people that are constantly asking her about her sister who's, you know, blowing up. She's got people like trying to sort of take advantage of her. She's just like kind of unsure of who to trust. I think that the thing in our family that really happened was really just how much attention you were getting from us and also me and also from everyone and like our extended family and friends. And it still happens now where, you know, what you're doing is really exciting and interesting. And when we go to things, even where you're not at, like when it's at family parties or we're out with friends or we run into somebody we know on the street, they immediately ask like what you're doing and what you're up to before they even check in with your brothers. I think those types of things we've really had to navigate And there have been times when we've really had to divide as a family, like you and I obviously do the most together. And thankfully, you know, Papa has like really a very close relationship with the boys and I take care of them in ways that he doesn't. And we sort of like trade off. Yeah. So if you guys watch my mom's TikToks or literally have seen her face anywhere, you'd know that her skin is actually perfect which is so crazy because I remember growing up and thinking that like that was normal. And now I'm growing up as like an 18 year old 
girl, woman, whatever you want to call me. And I'm like, her skin is so good. Like, I don't understand how she got to that point. So, so many people were asking you um, what your favorite skincare routine is, how you like got into skincare maybe, and uh, what makeup products, like what's, what are your holy grails, Sarah's All right, first of all, I'm gonna say that I'm, I have good skin genes. My mom has, despite not good health, really gorgeous skin. And um, she was really into skincare from what I can remember of my limited time with her. I, I think my dad had nice skin too, but he had a beard, so I'm not really sure. But either way, um, I loved skin from the time I could start taking care of it. Something clicked in me in like, I want to say around sixth or seventh grade. Like, I don't know if I read it in like 17 or something that I read on, in, I, not online, in a magazine I saw on TV, but I just knew that exfoliating your skin is so important. You have to get rid of dead skin for new skin to grow and hydrating your skin. What's your favorite exfoliator product? Give specifics, woman. Spill the tea. There's two types of exfoliators. There's mechanical, which means pretty much what you would think, which is where you actually like rub it and scrub. And then there's chemical and you have to do kind of both. So my approach is occasionally using something that's chemical or doing like a lightweight chemical treatment. So glycolic acid is something that you can put on your face once a week, once every two weeks. It's pretty burny and tingly. Um, get like a 20 or 30%, test it, do it for a little less time at first, and then do it, get like work your way up to five or 10 minutes. And then don't exfoliate your skin for like a week or two. Keep it super hydrated. That acid's gonna eat all the dead skin off and let new skin cycle in. Um, once it like dead skin starts to shed and you feel like your skin's not sensitive, you can start using a gentle scrub. I actually really like the charcoal scrub exfoliant, the superfoliant from Dermalogica. I, you can make it as gentle as you want. So it can be like a slightly grainy and then you can just give yourself a really nice little exfoliant. You can also just use a really thin washcloth and gently scrub the dead skin off your face. Great. So wrapping up this skincare, what is like a simple routine that maybe like me as a teenager can do that I just remember like with me and my skin growing up when I was like in seventh or eighth grade, my skin got pretty gnarly. I was like playing basketball and sweating all, every day and my skin was really bad and my mom was really quick to like try and fix it for me. And I just remember like being like, why can't I just do nothing? I'm going to grow out of it anyway, blah, 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 which is not good. <laughs> it's kind of true, yeah, though. Yeah, it is kind of true. I wish that I could just go back and be like, you're going to get through it. Like, it's hormones. There's literally nothing that you can do about it. But um, what are some of your favorite products right now that you can, like, list off maybe? Well, first of all, I want to say that you're not too young to start caring for your skin. I do think those teen years when your skin like is somewhat out of your control, the most important thing you can do is be gentle with it and keep it really clean. The trick is when you're oily that you're not necessarily you shouldn't be drying it out. You should be trying to balance the moisture levels like your hormones are just producing tons of oil. 
but you don't want to like strip your skin raw and then like let it be dry because that's just going to make your skin react more to create and create more oil. So keeping it really clean and keeping it hydrated with an oil-free hydrate uh, lotion is probably best. You should start using sunscreen right away. I did not and I regret it. I have like very crepey neck and chest and I've, I've gone through a lot of lasers to get sun damage off my face and my neck and chest. Um, so, you know, thankfully I think sunscreen's really popular for now and like everybody talks about it and it's in so much of what we use. Um, in general, there's like very simple steps that everybody should take. You should be exfoliating on a regular basis. You gotta get rid of the dead skin. You know, unlike the rest of your body, which wears clothes all the time, your clothes naturally exfoliate skin on your body. You should scrub your skin on occasion too, but nothing touches your face to exfoliate it and you've gotta get the skin removed. Um, and you've also got to hydrate and you've gotta wear sunscreen. And those are pretty much the key elements. I agree. Okay, I was just thinking about this as well as like someone that maybe is trying to get into skincare. Let's say you go into like your local Target, Rite Aid, whatever. What brand do you look for as like a name brand? Personally, my favorite is I really love Dermalogica products. You can find them at Sephora as well. Um, I have found that the Dermalogica Active Moist Moisturizer is the one moisturizer that doesn't break me out and like is really really great for my skin i rebought it or like repurchased it like 10 or 15 times now i mean now there's so much information online that you can like find out what's good for your skin type um i actually like what you said about sephora sephora's to me or ulta or a department store they're a good place to get samples so you don't have to actually buy the product i think you can pretty much return anything as well but i have like a graveyard of old products that i tried for you and your brothers i think everybody does um, but really know your skin type. If you're like, you have to know what kind of skin issue you have. I like Dermalogica. I don't think it's necessarily like a starter brand. I think Neutrogena has a couple of key products that you should use. Neutrogena face wash is great. I think Aveeno is really good. Um, they have like a great foaming face wash that I used for years and years. I love. Um, I think that too, like, I've never been into like the Cetaphils and the CeraVe's. They seem a little waxy to me, but some people love them. Remember I went through an ivory bar soap phase? Like I used ivory bar yeah. soap on my face growing up for years, up until I was probably 20 years old or even later. And it's just like a pretty simple soap. And it is obviously still a chemical soap. Like there's so much controversy now between like vegan and clean and non-toxic and, you know, no chemicals in your skincare. But at the end of the day, like in order for most a lot of products to be effective, there needs to be some chemical involvement. You can use a natural product and it can work for you. You're probably not going to get the same experience and results if every single thing you use is just totally clean. I think it just if you have great yeah. skin, then go all clean. But if you're battling an issue, you're going to need to pull out the big gun, so to speak, and use some chemicals. So um, I would say like Neutrogena, Aveeno, those are my two favorite drugstore brands. I think next step would be Dermalogica. I think Clinique makes some really good products too. You can get those in like Ulta and Sephora. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One of the last questions that I want to ask you is what your top few pieces of advice for boys are. You have given me a lot of relationship advice in my lifetime and a lot of boy advice growing up. And I thought, what are your like top tips? Oh, not to mention, not like that you're not that any of us in life are experts on like guys or relationships or anything like that. But my mom and dad both came from divorced parents and like a long line of divorced parents. And you have been married for 21 years now, right? Almost 22. Yeah, I got that right. 21 years. 21. I mean, marriage and staying married just for 22 years. Thank you. Yeah. I deserve a lot well, of credit. Oh, credit. no. It, thank you. <laughs> I will take that credit and give myself some too. Staying married. And that's something that like from a teenager or young person's perspective, like recognizing how much goes into being married and how hard it is and is just in line with like being good to your parents and trying to understand that there are people um being married is such an incredible thing in so many ways in all positive ways sometimes but it's just like a really fascinating relationship that i'm not sure who invented but so being married for this long like i think the key to it for me was always and i was joking about it with your dad yesterday because he's been really stressed especially in the last few months but in the last year he's like taken on a ton of work and he's been really he's really worn him out and i was like we need to get back to the nice guy that i married like you used to be so nice and and he is nice but like i was like remember when you could just like you were always positive and like you took all my crap and you could let me nag and you never like <laughs> never said anything and he's like yeah and I think that what that reminded me of is that you should be looking for the nice guy and I think that when we're young we just really like mess ourselves up and we mess with our standards because we're like attracted to and drawn to guys that don't like us and I think you've talked about this in previous episodes where you for some reason like I don't know if it comes from like what we watch on TV or what we see in movies or read in books when we're young girls but we just like fantasize about getting some guy that's like really cute and kind of elusive to want us and the reality is like my number one lesson that I've I've always said to my girlfriends from the time we were teenagers till now my single friends is that if a guy is not dying to be with you you shouldn't be with him like relationships go through so many highs and lows and you should be with somebody who is bending over backwards beating down your door wanting to be with you and if you can like try to want that instead of the guy who is constantly making you chase him that will save you a lot of heartache but it takes time to get there which happened on the first date with my dad right Rick oh my god your dad was like I am going to take you on the best date of your life. I am going to treat you better. Like I, he, and it wasn't in like a corny way, but he, it was a little corny, but I was just ready for it too. Like I had already had a couple of long-term relationships with guys who weren't good enough and guys who played games and unhealthy, toxic relationships. I think all of that is important too. You have to like get there. Me too. The other thing is like, I really do believe that if he wants to be with you, 
you're going to know it. Like, he's going to show you that he, he wants, wants a guy decides when he wants to be with a girl and when he wants to be in a relationship and he acts accordingly, period. If he doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, you shouldn't wait around for it or think that things will get better or that he'll come around. Don't want, don't settle for that. Which is hard even listening to, like, actually today I was going through this specifically where, um, as we know, if you guys have listened to the podcast as well, that I got out of a relationship and things like that. And it's really hard to hear this advice that my mom is giving and like really hard to not be like, where is he? Like, I'm open to it. Like, where is this guy that's like going to treat me so well and be so nice to me? Like, where, where is it? And I think that what I had to think about today is just how many people there are in the world and to just keep trying. I have this friend that like goes on so many dates and just keeps trying. And I think that that's really important. Well, yeah. And I said to you, like, that's what makes a relationship so special is when both people are on the same page and it clicks right away and it becomes a real relationship. Like if it clicked every time you went on a date with somebody or every time you briefly saw somebody, like you would never get any experience. The point is that you have to have a lot of trial and error and you're not for everyone and not everyone is for you. Yeah, totally. And it's funny that we're giving this advice because I remember looking through the Q&As on my Instagram and someone actually asked, like, what are your thoughts about if you can change a man, like if you can change them? And I think that, like, yeah, people can change, but no one changes like that much. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? Nor do you want to have to change someone to be in a relationship with you, you know? You're definitely not going to change somebody when you're younger. And if you decide to get like when when you do get married, you're in for a long haul. And eventually you start to learn from each other and you start to kind of morph into each other in certain ways, too. And you do change. But look at me. I mean, it's been 22 years and, and I'll just now or in the last few years, your dad will be like, I've learned so much from you. I'm like this because of you. And I say the same thing. Some of it's got to do with ego. Some of it's got to do with maturity. But like, if you think you're going to change a guy from being a bad one to a good one, it's not happening. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode and the last episode of season one of the podcast, I'll Be Your Sister. I'm Ellie Zeiler. You guys can find me at Ellie Zeiler on any platform and all platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. The DMs that I've gotten through filming this and releasing them have been really like made all of this worth it. I feel like we all have grown a lot from doing this together and I'm really, really grateful for you guys and grateful if you guys listen to any of the episodes. Make sure to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to watch my Instagram to see where this podcast is going. I don't know where it's going, but thanks for listening. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being on, Mama. I love you so much. I love you so much. Congratulations. You did such a good job. All right, guys. I love you so much. It's always hard to end things and like say goodbye to people and say like, see you later. Oh, that's what I'm going to say. I'll see you guys later. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Ellie Zeiler and 